Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone. Hello. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other host, David Bell. And who are you? I'm Hannah Michaels. I am... <laughs> <laughs> they put me near the soundboard. Fuck right. yeah. yeah. Too close, really. Too close. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. No, so, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> off to a great start. Off to a great start. <laughs> Happy 2019. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, this is the first one? No, is this? Uh, well, this is the first one we've taped in 2019. Right. Um, so, yeah, Hannah, you've been here before, so welcome back. Fuck yeah, thank you. Um, what did you bring for us to discuss today? Okay, I could not believe that no one had picked this film before me. I could not fucking believe, because no film deserves a redemption more than Josie and the Pussycats. 2001's Josie and the Pussycats. I I make a point of saying 2001's because this film opened in April of 2001, and it begins with a plane crash. Yes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's ahead of its time. It's very ahead of its time. Uh, Why don't you give us, favor us with a brief plot summary, rundown, description? Uh, It's... Kind of, it kind of straddles the line between satire and parody. There's a girly pop punk band that gets signed to a major record label seemingly out of nowhere after uh, sync like Backstreet Boys-like band uh, crashes in a plane. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the record label needs someone new to put subliminal messages under their tracks. And they find this band... And mayhem ensues. Nice. <laughs> that is an apt description of the events of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a very different this, this episode than we normally do. Yeah, because um, about 20 minutes into this film, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. So and I, I had texted Tom earlier because I'd watched it before him that I was just like, this is, I think this is good. Yes. Um. This is a great film. It's, it's a good movie. It's genuinely pretty funny and yeah. clever and... Sort of forgotten. Very much so. I watched it when I was a teenager and I remember... I didn't remember anything from it, but I remember as a teenager being like, that was kind of good. I enjoyed that. Um, and that's all my only memory of this movie. And watching it this time, I was in it the whole way. I oh, enjoyed yeah. it from beginning to end. Yeah. And I think it it got it didn't do well at all. No. And it got a lot of critics took it on a face value, and uh, I think there's a reason for that because you look at another film of the same era, mm-hmm. Austin Powers. Yes. It's very sketchy and absurd. It straddles the line between parody and satire. Mm-hmm. It's very quotable. It sort of goes along with what it's parodying, like the spy film, British spy films, mm-hmm. right? But sort of. But sort of uh, uh, doesn't. It's not it's, a direct it's, parody. It's yeah, a, it's commenting on it on it as it as it goes through it. it. Yeah. and it definitely has that aesthetic that like early two thousands um, spy spoof was a genre at the time. There was uh, the Austin Powers started it, and then there was Agent Cody Banks, Spy yes. Kids, I Spy. Um, there were even more than that. So why did that happen? And Josie and the Pussycats fucking disappeared. Right. Well, in fairness, so did I Spy. But <laughs> well, that's a terrible movie, yeah, which I'm movie. sure we'll cover at some point on here. I'll, co- like, I'll how defend How many it, yeah. fucking people annoyed the shit out of you quoting Austin Powers, which is a good movie, yeah. and didn't quote du jour means crash positions? Yeah, didn't say, didn't describe anything as being jerk and awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, that this they did not trust teenage girls, and that is my they only don't and idea I, as I, to why so many so many uh the critics were about fifty fifty you said yeah, it has like a like a fifty metacritic yeah like 52 right around two on rotten tomatoes, yeah, so it's like pretty evenly split between people liking and not liking this movie I think a lot of people refuse to take stuff aimed at women and girls and driven by women and girls as anything but face value. Yeah. It, it seems that way because, I, I, mean, I will admit, I did not see this movie when it first came out. I was uh, 18, uh, going into college, and the ad's coming out. I saw the ad. You didn't have time. You didn't I was have like, time. this isn't for me. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I should have looked into it because the writer-director are the two people that did Can't Hardly Wait, which was a movie that I loved. Um, it's got some problems. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
Um, so I should have I should have watched this goddamn movie because I, mean, I, I I really would have loved it then. Who would have Who would have guessed? Yeah. I mean, now these days, if they're like we're making a Josie and the Pussycats comedy, it'd be like, okay, yeah, we're making everything right now. So, well, it seems like yeah. it seems like the Riverdale universe is just like people looking at it, it's like fuck it, let's just we'll make Archie just like a fuck yeah. drama. We'll make Sabrina like an actual horror thing. And so it's like they're willing to take chances with this universe. Yeah, yeah. So they took this movie and made it into just it's really. Fun and funny and clever, and I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, I'm really puzzled why I just haven't. I don't know heard anything else about this movie. It I, it, it ha- is it must just be that it's people assumed it was for girls, well, and that it's like kills a movie for some reason. I think there's similar movies like this at the time, right? Were there? I don't know. I I think of um. Like the Spice World movie or whatever. Like that was ninety five. Ninety five. I think the idea is the the cover. It's it's three women, uh, young women who look very glamorous, and they give some of the best comedic performances ever. Yeah, I love them in this. Um, but just looking at it at face value, you wouldn't necessarily guess it because of the the look of the film. Right, you'd look yeah, at this and, and think it was like LOL. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, if you look back at Spice World, that was actually that actually had funny moments. And this is. Are you going to defend Spice World on this? Because I haven't seen Spice World. I barely remember it. Okay. All I remember is that I actually laughed a couple times. Okay, we'll get um, back to you on that. Sure. This and this is kind of along the same line in terms of like the attempt at monetization of the Riot Girl movement of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spice Girls were the Riot Girl monkeys. Yeah. And a lot of Beatles fans liked the Monkees. A lot of Riot Girl fans genuinely liked the Spice Girls. Yeah, unironically. Yeah. A- interesting you say that because the woman who does the singing voice for uh, Josie in this movie is the singer for Letters to Cleo. Yeah. yeah. That's what the, the first and thing it's that. A actually, good soundtrack. There's no. Yeah. I searched for it on the way here. It's not on iTunes. I know. God damn it. I was like, there's no just. There's like eight songs in this movie. And the moment they started singing, I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is po- 90s pop punk. Like. That was the realization. Is this this is about commercialism of like that style and era of music, yeah. and it was like, oh shit! And the total request stuff. There's yeah. a fun Carson Daly cameo. Yeah, where he's trying to Such... murder Tara Reid with a baseball yeah. bat. <laughs> Can we say also this is probably the best performance from Tara Reid? Um, she is so I think so. She's so funny in it. Yeah, um, there's like about half. It's it's the same. Like I had a similar realization when I was watching Twenty One Jump Street. Like partway through that movie, I was like, "Do I like Channing Tatum in this?" And in this movie, I was like, "Tara Reid's good in this. She's really funny." Yeah. She is. Like, <laughs> the part where they're like, "We have to go to the bathroom," and she's like, "I went before we left." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, I want to talk about the cast briefly because the cast surprised me. Yeah. Um, There's a yeah. We have Alan Cumming, which that's the least surprising. Um, who, 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 for this type of film, yeah, Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Rosie O'Dawson, that was the one that was, was like, Dawson, uh, yeah. oh shit, and then yeah, Tara Reid, and then Parker Posey just killing it, yeah, um, <laughs> as the villain, yeah. yeah, uh, very, I was getting some serious Maggie Mae Fish vibes off her in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see that, yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, yeah I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Seth Green. Um, oh, all the ca- all the du jour cameos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we should Breckenmeyer and Donald Faison. Yeah, this... all those guys were you know they're all in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, that was. <laughs> I don't know how this discussion is going to go because we're all just like, this is a delightful film. I know. <laughs> I think I know it deserves redemption more than any other film. And fuck, you know what? My Tinder profile went viral because people refused to admit that i was telling a joke oh yeah yep and that that's what this movie is yes it was people (sighs) refusing to believe that that was a joke and then also weren't they focusing on how you hung your toilet paper roll yes (laughs) and people refused to believe that i wasn't defending the way i was hanging the toilet paper roll but rather commenting on the fact that this is what men were correcting yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that does feel similar to this. <laughs> I feel like we should could just go through the plot. I don't know what I'm trying to think of. What is the purpose of what is our purpose here today? And I think it's to get more people to watch. Get more this people movie. to watch this movie. I right? think so. It's. I, I was so stunned that no one had brought this in because it does. It really deserves. I forgot it existed. Yeah, everyone <laughs> Until did. You mentioned oh it. yeah. 
And I well, definitely uh, forgot how old it was. I thought it came out later than this. I'm like, oh, no, this movie is two decades old. No, <laughs> um, I saw this in eighth grade. Oh, and, man. Uh, I wonder if it's also... Man, if I had seen this in middle school, I would have... Mm, I'd have been all about this fucking movie. I yeah. was. And no one else. <laughs> I mean, we America had an abrupt tonal change a yes. few months after <laughs> this. A few short months after this. Yes, that's true. Um, so I'm wondering if we all just sort of forgot. Yeah. We, I, had I, other, we had other things to deal with. Well, and I did notice that a lot of the reviews, like I, re- I read some of the excerpts that they give you when, you when you're just scrolling through Metacritic, and a lot of it was like, this is a movie that's attempting to comment on product placement while it has heavy product placement i was like that was me rolling my eyes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right like i first of all i didn't get any money for that i checked but second of all like it's hard to comment on product placement without doing product placement yes so it's like unless you invent the brands which sort of like it, why do yeah. that unless you have to like you might as well go for pepsi and unless they say no you can't do it then use pepsi right because yeah. it like there's it, no this, time it for hits that harder. kind of world building yeah so just what what <laughs> there did there seems to be just resisting the idea of a comedy like this that is led by and centers around women. Yeah. 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 And you can't it you can't easily place it either. But like I said, you can't easily place Austin Powers. Like you can't. That's not a straight parody, but it's not quite satire, but it's mm-hmm. kind of sketchy. Like a lot of the scenes are kind of comedy sketches. But yeah. Right. It's it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one also, and I'm not sure if it's just by virtue of being um, more woman-centric, doesn't feel as abusive as Austin Powers does. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not that <laughs> like, mean-spirited. Like for the yeah. boy band, for example, they're, they're, sw- they're kind of sweet. Yeah. And they end up trying to save the day at the end. Yeah. They do. It's one of those movies where nobody, like the vi- even the villains, they are revealed to be just really insecure. Yeah. Um, and which... like the the for instance, like just thinking about the love interest in this film, Alan M. Compare him to like the love interests in any of the three Austin Powers movies and yeah. how they're treated. Yeah, I, I it's don't like want to. Not the same at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. They and they do a decent <laughs> arc where they have them fixing her, fixing up the truck, um, and him like not saying that he loves her, and then he has the he like shows. He he keeps showing up and being supportive, and then she doesn't go to his thing, and he forgives her anyway. Well, because she got tricked, but yeah, yeah, she I got know. tricked by the diabolical. He doesn't know that coming. though <laughs> yeah, at the time. True. Yeah, um, and, and like he's crowd serving, and she's like, "Why? I told you it was canceled." He's like, "What a dick!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's supportive as fuck of her doing better than him in the same. Yeah, he's career. never threatened by it. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like sure I'm like sure I'll come along and be your guitar tech. Hey, I'm gonna play this little little bar down here. It's like he's never like they never have that story that you're always expecting to happen where it's one of, one of them gets jealous of the other because the career is advancing beyond theirs or something. They don't do that. Yeah. Like it's just like yeah they yeah they're just yeah. It's, and what bigger villain in a teen girl's life is there than insecurity? In any teen's life, but yeah, yeah, yeah. especially well, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, especially teen girls. And the way they did it with Parker Posey when she has her party and she brings him up to her room. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is like a David Lynch scene, it's like, so where she's like rubbing her back and she's just being real creepy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Puts a single Pringle on a plate yeah. and then like doesn't eat it. She's like, oh, I'm a pig. Oh my God. Fucking Parker Posey. So this was, good. Yeah. This is when she, this was like the time when she was like, fuck it. Because this Scream 3 was the same year. Oh, really? Yeah. Where she's just like, fuck it, I'm getting paid. Where was this in relation to um, Best in Show? Before. Before? Best in Show was like 2002 or three, something like that. I think okay. so. Yeah. Like a little bit later. By the way, if you ever see the uh, Seven Days Out Netflix uh, episode about dog shows, um, Best in Show was... 100% accurate. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing about... I mean, this is a different subject, but the Christopher Guest movies is that that movie, A Mighty Wind, I knew, like, my parents know a lot of folk, like, the folk musician yeah. crowd, and yeah, they watched that. Yeah, my parents were just yeah. falling over at that film. Yeah, oh, my parents were that. just like, I don't see what's so funny about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of which, solid Eugene Levy cameo. This oh, my God. <laughs> he just comes in as himself. Yes. I love how they did like the people in on the conspiracy, the movie phone guy doing the brainwashing. Yeah. Oh my voice. god, the movie phone guy. Eugene Levy being like the 
the spokesman for government brainwashing. I like how they handled the government in this. Yeah. Where yes. the moment they are found out, they just throw her under the bus. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, man. And then, of course, Carson Daly being yeah. great. <laughs> she beats him up with a Matt Damon cutout. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to look through that cutout, cardboard cutout crowd at the fake TRL set to be like, oh, who was who was it? Yeah. Right. 2001, because it's mostly the same people. They have that yeah. line of so and so is the new Heath men. Ledger. Yeah. yeah, that's what says a lot. Fuck you. It's Johnny Depp and Matt Damon, and then there's a Gwen Stefani, and I can't remember if I saw anybody else. Really? Yeah. Same men. Yeah. Yeah. Same two dudes. Yep. And we we've all seen what happens to dudes that age when you say yes to them too much. Mm. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into Johnny Depp. Mm. But I mean, you read that that profile, and it's like that's clearly oh, a yeah. man who has never been told no in his fucking life. No, he's been told he's brilliant his entire fucking life. Yeah, not since 1990. Yep, <laughs> that man hasn't heard a negative thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't. Should we go through the plot? I have individual notes about the plot, but it's all just about how great moments are. Um. Pretty m- much. Like. Yeah. yeah. When I don't did f- this come out? Uh, Two thousand one. All right, my first question is, um, it opens on them doing a song called Backdoor Lover. Yes. Which I thought was a great boy band parody. Yeah. Um, when was this in relation to Finger Bang and South A couple Park? years after. A couple years after. Yeah. I'm, this is my, the other thing I'm wondering about this movie is maybe it was a little too late. Maybe we had, like the parody of boy bands, we probably were already at that um, point, if not over it. 2002, like 99 to 2001 is right, I think in the right wheelhouse okay. somewhat I'm, but they get killed off, or presumably killed off immediately right mm-hmm. yeah and i'm just wondering if that turned audiences off i don't like, know i don't think people... i thought now it's a funny parody of a boy band but if i was in that era i might have been sick of seeing that already right mm-hmm. i think i think finger bang might have been 2000 because it's okay. season four of south park yeah and it's also the scene in the plane is an entirely different parody of a boy band than yeah. we saw mm-hmm. before. Like, we haven't seen that tour bus parody since uh, – uh, t- we didn't see that until, like, what, Bob's Burgers? Maybe. Um, like This movie did feel ahead of its time, um, but I'm just trying to – I've been trying to put it in the context of, like, okay, I'm in that well, early also, 2000s. You're in that space. I think it's, yeah. in, the, I think it's in the right spot because 2001, I mean, it's, it's about – um, boy bands getting pushed out for pop punk, and that is the right time oh, yeah. for it. Like this is the era of newfound glory, simple plan, right? Yeah, uh, sh- good Charlotte. Yes, uh, yes. Blink One Eighty Two. I was very angry in this era about what was happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were. Yeah. And, uh, I, oh, now... I loved it all. Well, I was like ridiculed years earlier for looking the way I did and listening to the music I did, and then suddenly the people who made fun of me were like wearing the same shit. Yeah, that's it was how one I feel those... about this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of those of like, oh fuck all of you. Now I was sitting there listening to like Blink One Eighty Two and like refused and just being like, I love all of this. <laughs> 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 I mean, I loved, yeah, the, this was very nostalgic with the pop punk. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if, uh, like, a, like a young, a young, youngin, a young, a youngling, is that what they're called now? Yes. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I don't know if they would relate to this movie. Like, if, I, if it was like a, an 18 year old watching this now, they might not. I don't know. That's one of the things from this, this I movie noticed. This is 18 years old. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's, all right. You know, like when you watch, I don't know, like The Breakfast Club, like, I was a little too young for that it wasn't my generation and you watch those or like mannequin where there's like ridiculous musical sequences and stuff mm-hmm. this has the the 2000s equivalent i yeah. noticed oh yeah there's a couple yes. of music yeah and like the cool rock and roll credits like this feels like it's it, it's weird like i don't think of the 2000s as having like nostalgia or being a distinct era because i was old during that you were in it yeah yeah but this does feel like it's a good time capsule of that of that. Well, yeah, just like think about like time of that pre nine yeah, eleven. Yeah. This is like <laughs> this is 90s. like a, a, a beach blanket bingo movie. Yeah, better than that, but the same kind of you know. Let's make a fun parody satire of the culture right now. Right, and yeah. I want to say they don't make these anymore, but they probably do, and I'm just not watching it because I'm not a kid. <laughs> um, uh. I watched Crazy Rich Asians. There's a there's a uh, a, a trying on outfits montage in that. 
And I was like, oh, this is lovely. Like, they don't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard uh, to parody the times now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another thing. It's, <laughs> These are dark times. It's, it's, it's <laughs> almost too absurd to parody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seeing I'm, a trying, to, I'm trying to even this. conceive of what a parody of, of what right now would look like. I don't know. And yeah. I can't. Yeah, because what's happening right now feels like a parody. If yeah. You, okay. It's a, you wrote a script with Donald Trump in it in 2014. You would be blacklisted insta- instantly. It would be like this character is too absurd, too evil. Nobody's actually like that. Right. <laughs> it's also oh how the tables have turned. <laughs> it's also this is again pre 9 11. Oh yeah, really, really pre 9 11. So like yeah. where we could still like worry about things like the, like the music industry. Oh yeah, well that's what, one yeah. of my one of my favorite post 9 11 Onion headlines was America yearns to get back to caring about stupid bullshit again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was like a picture of Britney Spears with the snake. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And the obviously parodies of the insane power of the music industry would not be relevant right now. Oh right. no. Yeah, it was it would that was another that thing, was... striking thing to watch. It's like, man, imagine like buying CDs. <laughs> like the seeing yeah, your the big store, thing. store uh, scene was like <laughs> So tragic to watch. Yeah. Yeah. They're all running to put on the headphones where there's like you can sample. Oh, my goodness. And like uh, Napster did not exist at this point. People were super into like Morpheus and Kaza right. and everything at this point. But there, this was the point where there was still denial where yes. it was yes. still like, no, we're fine. We're going to be fine. Um, so, yeah, it, again, it's a time capsule. It's like right before the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's tragic in so many ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it really, it, it really is. I'd be interested to see what like someone at fourteen or fifteen would think of this film. Absolutely, that's homework for you guys. If we have any fourteen or fifteen yeah, year old listeners, this is the only watch re- it and then tweet us your thoughts. I've been realizing this with a, having a niece and nephew. The only reason to have kids, I think, is to get to have a new person that you can be like, here, taste this. What do you think about that? Right, like here, I want to sit this. some kid down and this? be like, here's Indiana Jones. Mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, me, my parents were shrinks. That's a good reason to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> test shit out. Yeah, no, they're little I want to try people. some stuff. Yeah. Test people. I want to have a little ki- I want to have a little person I can bounce things off. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what a about deviation. This? When I was a kid, when I was maybe 10ish, but we had one of those pools, those outdoor pools. Um, above ground, above or? ground, and it was portable. Uh, all right, hold and on. so I, I, the um, I, let me let me the way you said that. I know we had one of those pools. Those one of those outdoor pools. pools was the craziest way to describe <laughs> any kind uh, of swimming pool. All right, it was one. It was a portable one. So when the end of the year, like a wading pool, like uh, no, like a portable uh, um, above ground pool. Because I was gonna say our okay. house had an indoor swimming pool. <laughs> um. <laughs> The point of this story mm-hmm. is that my dad was packing it up, and you take the sides, and it becomes this big, like, like a giant um, uh, 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 toilet paper roll kind sure. of thing. Of so he stuck me in it, and we live on a really big hill. So he rolled me down the hill, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I crashed into the pricker bushes, yeah, like did. stumbled out to see my dad buckling over in laughter, like on the top of the hill. The point is that that's why you have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> You got a little person that'll trust you and do whatever you ask them to do. Yeah. You're like, here, get in this. Get into It'll this be catapult. Fine. Yeah. So Josie um. and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> this was, this is kind of pre-Rosario Dawson blowing up, right? Yes. Yeah. She was also in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back this year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another thing I had in, I had in my mind entirely as I was watching this. So I was like, okay, because Jay and Silent Bob is also a parody of a specific kind of industry. Yeah. And just comparing the tone of the two of them, I'm like, man, Jay and Silent Bob is so mean. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, and I thought it was so cool at the time. Right. <laughs> but. Yeah. I think, and of course, when you. James Hell Bob is a movie just not you can't make anymore. No, and it's, it's like a parody, but also part of this insane comedic universe that's like out yeah. of context. The movie is batshit. It's also holding up some shitty people. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so it, when you make a parody, that's I mean, Austin Power still holds up okay. Like I watched uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me the other day, and yeah. it's mostly still pretty funny. I think it's because Austin Powers doesn't. Um, 
it like it doesn't parody necessarily like commercials or uh, like things of the time does it that much no and it's also not as insular as yeah. uh, Jan, like Jane Silent Bob is like Kevin Smith ripping on his friends right yeah. for exactly. an hour and a half. It's, it's all very <laughs> like, like yeah like i think of movies like airplane airplane's one of those movies that there's a couple jokes where you're like, I think that might have been like a commercial at the time they're parroting, but yeah. mostly you can the understand it. The coffee in the it. morning joke, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but but I, you can. I watched that after the coffee in the morning joke, and I right. got mm-hmm. what that was. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um. So when you compare a movie like Josie and the Pussycats to Jay and Silent Bob, I feel like it ages better when it's not like well, because as I watched Jay and Silent Bob recently, it's just like man, it's just so. <sighs> Mean spirited, yeah. And this movie is not that, and it's just—I don't know—it's just something about. It also touches on broader, yeah. It's, it's concepts that people like. Yes, we don't have these types of boy bands now, but we understand the the concept of fame blowing up and mm-hmm. and and you know, yeah, and being insecure you and, and being yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas <laughs> other and pop punk just, will never die. No, it won't. <laughs> pop it punk and ska lives forever. forever. Fucking ska. Oh, Fucking ska. Um, Someone I, should make a movie about Real Big ska Fish band. just came out with a new album. Did I tell we, you about how a ska musician told me he'd fuck my corpse at Nerd Melt? You did. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'm yes. not going to name the ska musician, but it's a significant ska. It is a significant <laughs> ska. I mean, that's on you if you want to say that. full name is my brother. It's my bad for being gross. I do remember the story. It be hard to look it up It's now. delightful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his last name is spelled correctly, though. Mine is not. Um... um your whole name oh, is really God. just a riddle. It's oh, like a challenge. Oh, yeah. It's a testament to overthinking. It's like whoever was writing the right. birth certificate. I have two middle names. <laughs> and one of them is like my mom's Ellis Island panic last name. Like that like they landed in New York. What's your last name? White, we're white. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your middle name is White, I have money. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's a there's a uh, there's a pussy hats joke in this. There is. Yes. That's ahead of its time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know it was ahead they didn't, of its time. Yes. A lot of a lot of things in this movie are uh, ahead of their time, and a lot of things are right smack right at the correct moment. At the yeah. right moment. I liked Alan Cumming describing the band as TLC with two white chicks. Yes. The different things. Yeah. The different things he goes through. Are pretty yeah. Funny. What does he say? And then he ends on or a hole. He says, oh, what's the one he says where it's like, no, it's just like this band if with a really tan member. Oh, yeah. yes. That's the first thing he goes. Yeah. With. Yeah. And then he goes with TLC. TLC with two, with two, white, two white chicks. <laughs> that whole bit was great. Ah, um. There's another th- the way that it like subtly treats Rosario Dawson's blackness in this like super white world. Right, they they're is... like edging her out. Yeah, right away. Yeah, um, yeah, and the way that it treats her being super cognizant of that. Yeah, is without ever really explicitly without stating explicitly it. Stating yeah, it. like they do. A, it's a re- recurring bit where Alan Cumming just forgets she's there. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. Ah, this movie is so good. Tara Reid singing "If You're Happy and You Know" in the shower and, just and keeps dropping. dropping the McDonald's thing. Yeah, <laughs> every time going. Oop. Yeah, <laughs> Tara Reid again. The threatening note in her mirror and just like, oh, yeah. and then adds like a smiley face and a heart. And she sees the fan <laughs> of this. It was part of a montage, but she sees a fan on the street screaming at her, and so she just She's starts screaming, screaming back. back. <laughs> oh my god, it's delightful. So I think my, I mean, my favorite is it's not, she's part of the bit. It's when they all go to the bathroom and they're like, what do you think? And she gives this really like insightful view into Alan Cummings and they all just go, oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, but not about that, but about the record deal. And yeah. that's, oh yeah, where she's like, yeah, it me. seems like he's worried about not having friends because he kept folding the same yeah. napkin over and over again. And it, yeah. it actually, that actually informs his character later, but I love also that just their reactions is like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, she's kind of the same way um, Luann in King of the Hill is, where she's yes. kind of a savant. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, what do we say? I don't know. I don't know it's which, a good fucking movie. I don't know which direction to go Fuck in with this you. podcast. I'm I mean, very this angry is... about this movie not doing well. Oh, I don't think these and this these writer-directors made anything else after this. No, I, they they didn't have much it of a career after this. fucking barred them, this movie. That sucks. It's movie is delightful, you guys. We yeah. need a we need a renaissance for Josie and the Pussycats and Ska. And but yeah, mostly and Josie Ska. and the P- Pussycats. This man, 
And it's like, is this the first live-action Riverdale universe? Um, mm, I, I film don't, maybe. Right. Because this is the problem is I feel like they might bring back Josie and the Pussycats. Well, she's, she's in Riverdale. Okay. And it's going to be like real gritty and weird. Like, yeah. yeah. It's I, a shame I, because yeah. now that we're receptive to this idea where we're like, oh, yeah, fuck it. We'll watch anything from this mm-hmm. this universe. Like this, I wish this movie existed now mm-hmm. as it is. Yeah. I guess it does. I mean, it still exists. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. can make it. Maybe go and watch it. You can it. go online, and I just did that. Yeah, do a Netflix series about them, and just have it be this. Have it be a satire. Yeah, give it this tone. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Parker Posey's bit with the government guy, where she says like, and "Neither will you," and he's like, "What's that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do it like three different times. And she keeps like muttering things. Yeah, in her, she's but like, that like, was sorry, close. What? And he's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, what? What did you say? <laughs> There's so many good bits in this. Yeah, there it's are. it's very. Su- I was very surprised. Um, I love how like the, the all the military people geek out that she has the movie phone guy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's the movie phone guy. <laughs> And then later when they're hearing it, they're like, is that the movie phone guy? Oh, the, there's a See, great... See, some of these jokes age better. Yeah. There's a great bit where they're, where Josie's like discovering the movie phone guy's subliminal messages and then Missy Pyle looks at her and like, how did, you get, how did you get the movie phone guy in here? <gasps> did you sleep with him? They're <laughs> 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 treating the movie phone guy. It's like, like, this is 2001, so like the movie phone guy is already kind of like not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's at the very cusp of relevance. The only oh, like man. joke that is, I don't want to say dated, it's just made more terrifying is the man doing the Cosby impression while attacking oh, her. Yeah. yeah. That is horrifying now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bit is great, him doing impressions, but the moment he whipped out Cosby, it was like, oh no. Oh do no. That. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. He's coming at her. They were going to beat them to death with bats. With bats. Yeah, that was the plan. That's There's a scene where... A fake they, TRL. They lure Rosario Dawson and Tyree to a uh, fake TRL uh, to kill them because um, they don't need them anymore and they just want to use Josie to send their messages. Right. And like a fake Carson Daly and then actual Carson Daly show up to I beat l- them to death with bats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an insane sequence. It is. <laughs> <laughs> And fake Carson Daly is just doing impressions the yeah. whole time. Yeah, he's just yeah. doing, like, he starts, he goes into Eddie Murphy. He starts out doing something else, though. He does Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. He does Eddie Murphy before. Yeah, he just starts with Eddie Murphy, one. I think, and then he does Chris Rock. Yeah. And then he goes into Bill Cosby. And then he goes into Bill Cosby. And it's like, oh, I should have seen this coming, but I am not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. It is telling, as soon as he does Cosby, like, Rosario Dawson throws him through some scaffolding. And, like, I, I laughed despite myself because as each beam is falling on him he's going like ow but he's doing it in a Cosby voice <laughs> oh yeah he gets taken yeah. out while doing Cosby while doing the Cosby voice so yeah. like he's like going like oh like as Bill Cosby and then Carson Daly and Terry Reed having like they're like having a, a love connection while yeah. he's trying to beat her up well, and then she yeah. fucking she finishes him off yeah she tattoos that him with a Matt Damon yeah with a cut out Matt Damon <laughs> oh, yeah what a time it was. It really was. What a weird year that was. Yeah, that was a, one of the most schizophrenic years in yep. American Very history. Very surreal. Yeah. Um. I don't know where yeah. we go from here. <laughs> I don't know. What do we do? I just fucking. I don't know. I'm so we're, mad. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> What's our time? We're cut? thirty minutes into this. Oof. I am so mad. This is hard this, because if yeah, if one of us hated it, if one of us hated it, we could. And I, I'm so fucking mad. This movie. What? Why? I mean, I know why, but why? <laughs> but why? Yeah. Why? Every day I tweet out jokes, and every day men respond explaining my joke to me. That was the reception to this film. Mm. It really was. Yeah. Because I think people didn't. I I do think just remembering again, it's vague memory um the the reception at the time and i feel like people just didn't get this movie that it was a joke yep but it's a pretty obvious it's joke. extremely obvious it opens with a boy band doing a song called backdoor lover. yeah which i think was better than finger bang finger bang is is too on the nose backdoor yeah. lover sounds like it could have been a boy band song because it's like oh yeah so. i'm coming through the back door I, yeah. of your house I'm and sneaking like, in because your like, parents don't like me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, giving Dave fuck you in the ass. quite yes. a look right now. I know. <laughs> you think well, no, backdoor still, lover is less obvious than finger back? Yes. Yes. I think they're the same amount of I obvious. Don't know. But... 
I, I don't. I, I don't, like the cleverness. Back to a lover is not a phrase. Finger bang is a phrase. That's true. Yeah, I think it's it's that there's no other interpretation of finger bang. Yeah. I know they give one, but it's, it's right. A it's like you know when you make like finger guns. Like, yeah. Pew-pew. And yeah, back to a exactly. lover is more of a like yeah you could you could see how in this world that would be sure. accidentally yeah yeah. It- <laughs> That whole bit in the plane, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. The moment, yeah, the boy band, because like the and first shot of the his movie, monkey is named Doctor Zayas, <laughs> crapping on Donald Faison stuff. Right. The <laughs> maybe moment... try to clean up after the doctor. <laughs> the movie oh, opening shit. with with a, a girl screaming into the camera. I yeah. was nervous because I was like, oh, oh, what the hell is going on? Oh yeah. But then the moment the boy band comes out and it's them, and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, they put Seth Green in a boy band. Like yep. they know, they know what they're doing. They know doing. What, this, what film this is. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um. Other thoughts. Other thoughts. Other thoughts. Yeah. They know what they're fucking. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm trying to. It's hard. Come up with anything that. Oh, I thought it was a really good stunt when the grunge girl gets uh, thrown into a van. Yes. Oh, it was yeah. just a really impressive looking stunt because the van like I don't know how they did that. It might have been a computer effect because they kidnap a grunge girl who doesn't like the music Mm -hmm. and they like a van pulls up right behind her and they just grab her and drag her in and then the van goes yeah that's like a stunt woman yeah yeah she must be a stunt woman yeah that was that was a Um, great stunt yeah it's i like the two scenes where they have alan coming do like like when the boy band starts to figure we later learn that they've they've just what they've discovered is they go to alan coming like we're hearing something weird in this song and and you hear you see them listen to it, but you don't hear what he hears. And then, of course, after yeah. you see the events of the film, we realize that they've discovered the subliminal messages. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll have an answer for you. And he walks right to the cockpit and says, take the Chevy to the levee. Oh, yeah. And him and the pilot just jump out of the plane. I also like the payoff yeah. of that. The, the next time he goes to the cockpit, the pilot starts getting he up. Starts and he's getting like, up. Yes, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like for the grunge girl, he call, he, he does a, another code. He says, it's teen, it smells, smells like teen like spirit. Teen spirit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they show up and throw her in the van. I like the conspiracy of like behind the music, and this is why yes. rock stars die yeah. in plane accidents. That was the moment that I texted overdoses. you, Dave. That I said this movie is kind of genius. Yeah. It's when Parker Post is like, "We even invented a show to explain all of this, and it's behind the music." Yeah. And then yeah. one person's like, "I really liked the one about um, oh shit, it's the real famous one." Mm-hmm. Oh uh, hell, they even joked about it on Family Guy. Fuck, mm-hmm. there, there is, there are. Uh, Leaf there... Garrett. Uh, oh okay. Um. Yeah, and then they do the fake Captain and Tennille one. Oh yeah, <laughs> later on, which is really funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, what a fucking oh, movie! Shit. The fact that this movie has a Captain and Tennille joke for teenagers in two thousand one. Oh yeah, it's like what? It trusts its audience. It does. It trusts its like fucking teen girl audience. Yeah, right. and the Fuck trust was you. betrayed. Oh, very I'm much. So, so mad. I am so mad. Okay, why is? 10 Things I Hate About You is good, and it's commenting on the same shit. But ultimately, it betrays that audience. This film trusts that audience. So you're saying 10 Things was a bad movie, right? No, I liked it. I didn't didn't enjoy that. It's... It's got issues. I haven't seen it in a minute, but... It's got issues, and did so much better with the same sort of tone, and kind of a similar message that it reneges on. And that's why this Mm. film trusted that message. Right. Mm, yeah. I got I maybe I should watch I all I remember at Ten Things I Hate About You is like finishing the movie and being like, That was a shitty poem and then just moving yep. on with my life. Yeah, um, I think that's the moment where it's sort of I mean yes, it, it buys exactly a lot of it of, of a lot yeah. of its messages messaging back and like she is- shouldn't yeah. forgive Heath Ledger for what he is. There's oh, a great right. Heath Ledger joke in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. saying, the, so the movie phone guy's like, Heath Ledger is the new, I forget. Matt Damon or something. Something like that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then like one of them says, it's a uh, Paulo Costanzo, who's their manager, runs up and he's like, I really like Heath Ledger. Right. Yeah. He's dressed like a Wes Anderson character. He is. The whole he is. Yeah, he's pretty funny in this. Very yeah. scarfy. A lot of, um, yeah. Lot of very scarfy. Yeah, yeah. I, it also, I feel like for the time, I would have expected more problematic gay jokes about him. Right. They didn't really I have didn't anything. detect one. Yeah, they didn't really do it. There's one gay joke in the movie. It's the very first joke. So honestly, I was like, Ooh, And it's not... I and mean, it's not even that aggressive. It's just, no, like, it's, it's, just... It's, they're cutting to all the fans, and there's this one, and then they cut to a, a, a teenage boy who's like, I love du jour. It's like He's like, I've got their all their trading cards, I've got all their CDs. I love du jour. Like, like brothers, which, it, you know... 
It was it's okay. not that well, bad. The it's worst. like kind of a it's, commentary on the time. Yeah. I was and meant to say it's it was, like, it's a like kid like trying to figure himself no out. Joke. Yeah. At, uh, like the age works and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. It it definitely made me, that did make me nervous as well. Because it's like, the mm. first joke. Yeah. It's the fir- yeah. Um, but there's that's about as mean as the movie gets. And that's not even really that mean. The casting of all the dumb young people in general is really good. Like when they're in the CD store, yeah, and like yeah. The, the 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 outfits, everything about them. The only ones that I was just like Jesus was like the first teenage girls making fun of them because I was like, did these girls just do nitrous? Like, well, just my, they, they pull up, they everything. pull up in like a geo tracker, yeah, yeah, uh, just fucking just dunk on Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> and then drive away. I was like, that is all they came there to do. Yeah, <laughs> they yep. just pulled up like fuck, you guys suck, and then they take off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh that first scene in the bowling alley is pretty fun oh yeah and it's because yeah. it, the movie starts with like a fun m- montage where it's like uh them in like a music video and doing like all like the, and then it like cuts to reality and it's them playing in a shitty bowling alley and yeah. like nobody cares and then yeah. you hear them say all right we need the lanes now and also we need your shoes and you yeah. see that they're all wearing bowling shoes yeah because <laughs> they had to rent shoes to be in the bowling alley <laughs> it's a nice that part uh, is still relevant for us um. <laughs> well, yeah, I, just, I, I like the the like the inferred joke there is that yeah. they made them rent the bowling yes. shoes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is. This I, is, is it is it really just because this movie doesn't? Man, it really never. Because you're right about like ten things I hate about you does end the movie by being like, but guys, you're still okay. Like this movie doesn't do that, and I'm wondering if that's like. It's just know. being. A, it doesn't a, even say anything about. It doesn't acknowledge. Not, no. The guys. Yeah. It's just. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it never, and I, is is that the issue then? Cause I think so. Because it's never like, oh, guys, we see you too, and you're fine. It's it doesn't. It's not about guys. No, it's not about guys at all. Yeah. So it's just like, is oh man, that's such a bummer. Yeah, I, yeah, I, wonder, I don't know. I, could I, you I don't know. could you make this movie today, and would it do better? Do you think? I think that you could make this movie about a different industry today, right? Because the music industry is very much yeah. It'd be about it, YouTube stars. It would. Um, yeah. The, the, but the question again is, is it, are we too close to the thing? Because my other question is is just, I'm trying desperately to remember everything that was happening when this movie came out. And like, if <clears> it was just sort of ahead of its time, or if it was, it just, people just didn't, I don't know. Like, I really, this was, this was the era when I was like, discovering that my comedy dreams were unrealistic right and this movie uh dove me further into that denial um (laughs) because this was the era of those adam sandler movies where adam sandler gets the hot model that doesn't get to be funny this was the era of radio morning djs where the woman's only role is to go you guys right and this is comedy killer the hot comedy killer or the mom that's what you get to be right Mm. that's what that era was and this movie is, is a true. bunch of young women being extremely being funny. funny yeah, yeah. right Ra- uh rachel lee cook like i i'm surprised she d- she still does like tv and stuff but like i look yeah she, she, does a can't, she was, can't hardly wait is that it or she's not in that no one. no um the one with the you, you're ugly but we'll just take off your glasses yes yes oh, she's all that she, she's all yes. that there's there's another moment in this because I had that thought too, where where something's like, oh, it's when she gets her dress for the um, uh, Parker Posey's uh, party, and like uh, Alan N comes in, and yeah. she's like, oh, I look stupid, don't I? I look awful. I'm like, there there was a time in the late '90s, early 2000s where they were really trying to convince us that Rachel Lee Cook was like frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like no, no. <laughs> I did like, I enjoyed. Like, yeah, this is a movie that I, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna say this having not seen it in like. 10 years mm-hmm. but i feel like not another teen movie was a pretty decent i comedy. watched it recently it's pretty awesome okay because <laughs> they do a lot of that of the the pretty girl who's yeah. ugly at the um, same time they do have her go i made the sleeves into wrist cuffs mm-hmm. yeah it's something yeah yeah it's like i didn't hate it but it's it more, is it's more about her confidence rather than what we're seeing right because like, well he immediately is Cause, like, right because no. we're, we're seeing what he's seeing and he's like oh <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, he's yeah. Like, shit. Yeah, if he was like, yeah, you're right. You look terrible. Yeah, then maybe I'm like, good. maybe like, like he like does like takes her glasses off yeah, and like yeah. kiss me starts playing. He's like, there you <laughs> are. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great film. Yeah, it's a really fun film. Um, like if anything, and, and that's 
a spe- like putting it dragging it down to best bad movie standards which it really doesn't need to be but the fact that i was engaged the entire time of the movie says a lot because i have trouble with a lot of movies we watch on we this. watch for this podcast. this is above at and beyond time, a lot of the movies we watch I, on this i brought mystery men in for the same reason yeah. at the time i was mocked mercilessly for loving this movie i'll say this is better than mystery men this I, it I, is this might oh, be yeah. is this the this best might be the movie. Might be the best movie we've watched on Best Bad Movie. Yeah, and it, it's the most fitting, or it's one of the most fittings because, yeah, I don't. I think when if you said Josie and the Pussycats, people would either be like, "I don't even remember that," or they'd be like, "Oh, that piece of crap movie." Yeah, like yeah, and it's. Oh, no, I was going into the, before you watched it, Dave, and texted me about. It, I was going into this assuming it was going to be exhausting. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you assume it's exhausting because. <laughs> The critics who refused to see any humor in a female-driven thing mm-hmm. found it exhausting because yeah. they were willfully refusing. Well, I didn't know that's what it was. I didn't know it was a comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? No. I think part of I, I, I thought it was going to be like she's all that. Well, I think also the advertising was in part to blame. I was of about course, to say yeah. because I yeah. again remember watching it um, because I watched it because I had a friend who she wanted to watch it. So I was like, yeah, let's go see it. I had no interest in seeing it. And I do remember walking out being like, that is not the movie I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. Um, So yeah, I don't think the advert, if we went back and watched the trailers, I bet they just don't. Yeah. I don't don't pretend it's like that. Yeah. I was anticipating like an exhausting teen movie from the two thousands, like American pie or something. Right. Um, Yeah. I, I think they, they did not, the advertisers did not trust the audience in a way that the movie did. Yeah. And if you walked by, if you were on, not walked by in a video store, if you were on Amazon looking, browsing, and you saw the cover of this, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. There were two different posters, and neither one of them are appropriate for what this movie is. There's one that's more so, but there's also one that's, I don't know, it's just, they really had no clue how to sell this movie. No. And it's it's not because, it's not a confusing movie to sell. It's because they're trying to fit it into a box. Yeah, that it doesn't fit in. Like, like, well, it's a movie for girls, so it has to be sold like right. the the glamour and the fashion of it. I'm like, that's not what it is. Not yeah. at all. Like, I don't know. It's a movie for everyone. There's a. Um, I mean, I, it is, and that's the other thing is that yeah. fucking female led stuff gets put in a box. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's not. It's pretty much a movie for all teens of that era. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, I would have. I had no trouble connecting to this at 36. Like yeah. if I, if I had seen it when it come, when it came out, when I was like fully in that culture, I'd have been like, this is the shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, and I read, this is just a funny thing that I read, like Archie comics. The only note they had is that they wanted a scene where Josie and the pussycats brush their teeth. <laughs> They what to, kind of sick fuck is running like, Archie comics? They were like, well, they're, <laughs> we want them to be wholesome. Wow. Oh. So they wanted a scene of them brushing their teeth. And, like, that's the only note they had. Yes. <laughs> like, Some weird perverts at Archie yeah. Comics. I don't know. That's certainly not a note now. No. No. Like watching uh, Riverdale or Sabrina. What if it? What if you went and watched and realized, like, oh, every episode they're brushing their teeth. Right. Like, it's the only thing they care about. Yeah. Like, Sabrina has the literal devil in it. And they're yeah. like, we'll just have him brush his teeth. <laughs> as long as Sabrina flosses. You can have Satan doing blood magic yeah. in it. I don't know what else to say. This is a wonderful film. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think we're uh, we're good. Yeah, it's. I said at the beginning that this is from the people that made Can't Hardly Wait, which is a movie that I really loved as a teenager. I think I might like this movie more. Yeah, because Can't Hardly Wait, I still enjoy it, but there's like problematic aspects that I have to like right. deal with when I watch it. Uh, I haven't seen that it. in ages. Um, this one is. There's not doesn't have that really. No. <laughs> so I'm no. like watching you're like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so, you can't really. It's it holds up. Also, yeah. it's teaching teenagers fuck the man. Yeah. Yes. It's and, such an important lesson. Yeah, I think <laughs> in a very not shoving it down your throat. Yes. Way. It's just pretty pretty nakedly stating. Look, they don't have your best interests. Yeah. In they just want to yeah. sell you shit. Yeah. And guess what? So does the fucking government. Yep. Um. But they're the government, so they can throw anybody they want under the bus. So like, I wish, I wish, if this movie had done better, I, we would have less Charlie Kirks. Yeah, yeah. You'd have show, less fucking if, teens if you, growing up and being like, "Hey, when you're being a kid and doing kid and no, it all sucks." Yeah, like, this is a very important lesson you need to teach kids. Show your fuck kids the man. this movie. Yeah, everybody show their kids. Teach this them movie. fuck the man. Yeah, the man sucks. 
Oh, mm. uh, wonderful. Definitely wouldn't have people being like conservative. <laughs> Conservatism is the new punk rock. Like, right. No. Fuck <laughs> no. you. Oh, no. my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Anna. movie. You're welcome. This, <laughs> this movie was, fucking deserves it. It's a delightful film. Yeah. It um, deserves redemption. The people who wrote it deserve redemption. The people who did the fucking soundtrack are it's amazing. It's great. Um, it's a lot of. Uh, it's there's a, a few it's, covers, but then I want to know what who wrote the. It's a lot songs. of songs. It's a lot of. Um, it's a produce. It's a specific producer, and I forget his name. It, it's mostly like a couple of producers and like right. studio music- musicians writing the yeah. songs. Okay, so they're like people who know how to just write very yeah. engineered pop songs. <laughs> I was gonna say the songs are they're. But they're, they're perfect for the genre. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're a little generic, but for a movie like this, you expect it to be... They all have, like, yeah. genuine hooks, though. Yeah. They usually, like, whenever movies usually deal with this, they do, like, like in Airheads, that's a song by Reagan Youth or um, Ballroom Blitz and Wayne's World, where they'll just take another song mm-hmm. and they'll just have them perform it. So I had to give them a lot of credit for not only making up a new song, but a song that was fucking catchy, or several songs. There's, yeah, there's, a, there's yeah. a few, and they all have genuine hooks. Yeah. And they, they sent all the uh, actors to band camp nice because if you watch because i was curious yeah, i was like look- i want to watch and see and like you said tara reed's like actually hitting some shit yeah. i mean none of them are musicians but they're like they are doing so very often in movies when you have actors yeah. playing musicians they'll just sit there and their hands don't move yep. right. from one chord and you're like i don't you're clearly not playing that yeah but they like took the time to like it's, at least make it seem like they're actually play- like I believe that they're playing their instruments. Right. It's like this movie and that thing you do are the only two movies I remember where they're like, yeah, we actually they taught the guys how to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's another movie where they actually had like Fountains of Wayne wrote that song. Ah. Like they had like a they like bands submit a, a, yeah. a version of this song and then they wrote that. I mean, thing the fucking series they got money, they might as well come up with some songs. Yeah, fuck, why not? Yeah. And there's no sound. What the? Why is there soundtrack? You can't get it online. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Um, I was looking to listen to something to drive over here today. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna look this up on iTunes. It's yeah, not there. Not there. Not there. It's yeah. fucked up. I have to check Amazon and get a physical copy. Yeah. Such <laughs> a thing exists. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show again and and bringing this movie for us to talk about. Thank you for having me. Of Fucking course. see this movie. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Go rent it on Amazon. Do all of those things. Um, what do you want to plug? Where can we find you? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can find me at bunnyears.com or on yep, my yep. Twitter at Hannah Michaels. It's spelled like it's it's don't even it, H-A-N-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-S. Thanks, mom and dad. Uh, I'm ungoogleable. And I'll probably have shows in L.A. coming up, but I don't know when they are. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did it. You did it. I did it. Um, follow me and Dave on Twitter. Uh, check out our Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed, where we do other podcasts and such. And we, I've been trying to plug our Twitch, because we never plug our Twitch. Yeah, we should plug our Twitch. We Twitch. We play video games and board games online. Uh, Twitch.tv, for one of them slashes. Slash. Try try both slashes, see which one works out. Mm-hmm. Um, gamefully underscore unemployed. Yes. Do that. Watch us. Do that. Yep. I just bought a Swolefield shirt. Oh, oh yeah. Buy a Swolefield shirt from uh, tpublic.com slash stores slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have a bunch of t-shirts and stuff from our various shows. Hannah, thank you for buying a Swolefield shirt. Yeah. That yeah, was beautiful. Swole-ass Garfield drawn by uh, Katie Golden. Yes. Um, it's excellent, and we have other stuff there. You should uh, check that out. And, yeah, that's it. That's all the stuff we have. All right. Everybody um, say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.